Welcome to the Book Advantage Podcast. I'm Tenille Martinez, your host, and I'm here to help you unlock the potential of books to pursue your dreams. I'm excited to be your guide on this journey to transform your life with the written word. Whether you're looking to dive deep into personal growth, find your life's purpose, take on a new venture, or set and achieve ambitious goals, this podcast is for you. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories from our guests and amazing insights on the transformative power of books. So come along with me as we discover the magic of the written word, one book at a time. Are you ready to create a life you love? Let's get started. Hi, welcome to the Book Advantage podcast. Today, I have Yadira Santana Dowling with me. She's a phenomenal entrepreneur. She's a communication strategist who loves to develop brands that work for a greater good in the world. She's a champion in amplifying your business through building a diverse, inclusive, and equitable brand. Not only is she a strategic and forward vision thinker, she is a published author, professor, mentor, and mom of three. So you want to talk about someone who can balance all of it? This is the lady right here. Yalira, thank you for coming to my podcast. And I want to welcome you to my audience. Thank you for being with us. And please tell us a little bit more about you. Well, thank you for having me, Tanil. It's a pleasure to come and have this chat with you and share, you know, little nuggets here and there with your audience. So a little bit about me. I am actually an immigrant child. I was born in the Dominican Republic and moved to the New York City when I was 10. Grew up in New York City in the Bronx. Who uh, That still feels like home. My parents are actually still there. So every so often I do go back. And I've lived in a couple of different states because of my schooling. I went to undergrad in Ohio. I went to graduate school in Richmond, Virginia. And now, as of 10 years ago, we've been, we moved down to South Florida. Uh, and I, I loved it. So that's a bit about me. I love it. And how did you get started with being a communication strategist? Because I know that you've been doing that for over 20 years. Yes. So yeah, that's actually when I went to undergrad, I didn't even know this career existed. And I thought, you know, I knew that I just love business and running business. So I got a management degree thinking that, you know, one day I'm going to be running a business, my business, right? That was my goal. And through that course of study, I fell in love with the marketing piece of it. I had to take a, a marketing class And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun. It merges my creative side with my hunger for business side, right? So that's marketing. And when I graduated, I was trying to find a marketing job and I could not. I ended up taking a finance job on Wall Street in New York. And within six months, I knew this is not for me. Like, this is not what I want to do. So I started looking at graduate schools for advertising. And I came across this school, the VCU Brand Center, and I read the options of what I could study. And that's where I learned what strategy was. That description said, you know, a strategist needs to know the audience. It is the audience expert at the agency. And that person is responsible for the smarts that come into the agency so that then the agency can create against that audience. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. <laughs> because as a bicultural woman, 
think about this 20 years ago, nobody was really talking to us. And I'm like, I know a whole bunch of my friends and the people that I just graduated with. They're just like me. And there's no bilingualism going around, right? They, the brands were talking to our parents in Univision and Telemundo, yes. but nobody was really capturing us, you know? And then there was the general market and there was Univision and Telemundo. And I'm here like, people don't, the, these brands don't know we exist. And I can be that person because it's me. So I went in knowing that I was going to dedicate my life to speaking to Hispanics like me and letting corporations in the U.S. better understand and get to know our drivers, our motivations. They were not going to be the same as our parents, but there were some alignment with that. So that's what I've been doing for 20 years. I fell in love with it. I have enjoyed my career. And even through the transition, because now I do not work full time. So even through my transition and trying to do this for myself, I have found ways to incorporate my strategic brain and help other small business owners develop their businesses. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And how you came about finding, like you knew the finance sector wasn't a good fit, but you didn't stop and you didn't just acclimate. You decided to keep searching and keep looking. So that just speaks to finding a solution to a specific problem or that pain point, because that was a pain point. You knew it didn't fit. So that just speaks to you and your ability to find solutions. That's wonderful. Yes. And that that's going to be a, that's a recurring theme in my life, right? Every so often I check in with myself and right. see if I'm truly happy, if I am doing what I think I need to be doing, you know, how, what's my body, my mind, and my spirit telling me. And that's, I'm my compass. So I need to align when I feel that something is off. And that's one example. I felt like this is a great, I mean, imagine as an immigrant girl, like I said, I'm working at the World Trade Center on Wall Street. It was a dream for many people, but I walking in every day and and I was on the only woman led team in that uh, in that company. So I was like, oh my gosh, I loved it. I'm like, I'm glad that I'm going to be reporting to a woman because I can learn from her. I, I wanted to learn any business at that point. And because I wanted the experience. But even still, I figure out soon enough, I'm like, ah, this is not quite, you know, it was it was a insurance business. And I'm like, this is not, this is not what I want to be doing. And which I I had to also have that conversation with them because they wanted to continue to train me to become a broker. And and I think about like, oh, imagine how my how different my life would have been had I been a, you know, a broker in Wall That's Street. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, what would you have told that younger Yadira had she stayed on that course? Would she be happy? Would she be fulfilled? Because that's all about, that's why we follow the entrepreneurship route. We want to be fulfilled in using all of our talents and in different areas. Mm-hmm. And had you stayed there, I think you might have stifled that talent. Yeah, I would not have been true to myself. No, exactly. um, because I knew what I was looking for. And even though it would have provided a great career in life, maybe in a in a shorter span, right? Like not having to go to school or back to school. But I still, you know, I would have denied some parts of the person that I am. Yes. And it would have surfaced again later in the future, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Because when you try to suppress something like that, it, it just 
continues to bubble up until you do something about it. Absolutely. And perhaps at at the wrong time, right? Because I was still like single, had not met my husband. So I could do, you know, (laughs) I could move to another state and do grad school. Like, you know, imagine having kids and yeah, and being like, well, yeah. Yeah, then you feel stuck. You feel Mm -hmm. stuck and then you have to figure other ways, other outlets of channeling that talent. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that compass. It's, Mm -hmm. I find that sometimes we don't listen to it and then we, we have to go through a few lessons, hard lessons, so we can put ourselves back on the path to follow that, that original direction that we were supposed to be on. Yeah. And I think it's good practice for us to make a date with ourselves every year. I love it. I love it. I used to do that a lot with writing. I would go on Mm -hmm. these dates and it's just to channel that energy and that, that creativity. Right. So I am, yes, a big proponent of the dates. I haven't been on a a perfect time. (laughs) It's the perfect time of the year to do that. Like, Oh, let me date myself. Mm-hmm. figure out what I'm going to focus on next year. And if I need to course correct, if I need to change, you know, avenues, this is the perfect time. Absolutely. So tell me, talking about writing, tell me more about your books, the books that you've published. Okay. So I am like probably most of your audience. I love to read and I've loved it since I was a little girl. And it was actually my sister that pointed it out. She's like, you really love this stuff. Because I could sit in the room and I need entertainment. Just, you know, Sweet Valley High in junior high school. Like, it didn't matter. Let <laughs> me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. There it is. There it is. Yes. So that's I read you know, that. That's where it started. So being a, a, a reader and I one of those going back to the compass right there was one point in life not that long ago that I checked in with myself and I was like oh you know I don't I don't think I wanted to do my career full-time anymore I I have some soul searching to do and I decided to write a book the four-day creative brief because I thought let me write this book and sort of package the way my approach to strategy and how I've successfully done it for 20 years so that I can leave this behind as, a, as like a gift to the industry or to, you know, the younger generation that's coming up behind me so that they could also have that opportunity, right? I didn't know my career was an option when I was young. I want to cut that, you know, for as many people as possible. I want them to be great and to, to be trained. And I want diverse people doing the work that I do. So that's why I wrote the book. And it is meant to, I use it as a professor at the Miami Ad School, the Miami Ad School in Punta Cana. Because I want to teach people my approach to developing strategy mm-hmm. and also how I deliver that within the agency. And I infuse my creativity and the person that I am into how I deliver the work. Because creativity, it, it's it's such a nice vehicle that some people think they have to park based on what they do. And I'm actually... If anyone needs permission in my book, I go through that. Like, you know, everybody wants to play and everybody wants to be, you know, explore that creative side of them. And let's bring that. Let's not just because we're adults, let's not shy away from that. Like who told you that that was not acceptable? So I go through that in the book alongside or, you know, towards the end of this is how I deliver the strategy. And for small business owners in particular, it helps them focus their messaging. 
a lot of people have a challenge with what am I going to say to the audience or how do I figure out who the right audience is? How do I engage them? Well, that's in the professional field. That's what strategy is for. And that's what strategy answers. So I'm trying to just make it like accessible to folks that may have never had a conversation with a strategist. Mm-hmm. You can read my book or you can, you know, do, I turned it into a digital course. You can go through the course and just learn these things and apply for your work. I love it. I love that you've taken it to a point where you can help people with their branding and messaging, especially when it comes to applying to diverse populations and all of that. Now that you have written your book, and you have a course, what's one tip that you can share with the audience about sharing their message and their brand? Like what's one thing that we should really keep in mind as we try to develop our messaging to attract an audience or just to share who we are as an individual? Yep. So one of the things that I would say is put yourself in their shoes. Don't don't come at it from the focus of your product come at it from the focus of their problem. So the, your product or service is solving a problem for them. Sometimes we think, oh, this is laundry detergent. So it's going to solve their laundry, their dirty clothes problem. And that's not what you're solving for them. You may be solving their confidence problem. You know, how they come out and feel when they're nice and clean and it smells good. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. That's my advice. I think put yourself in their shoes as often as possible so that you can you get to see and speak to their real need. Yes. Yes. No, I love it. That's a perfect tip because we always focus on like the end solution and not necessarily the benefits or the person that we're targeting or we're messaging. That's wonderful. Thank you. Do you have any other books that you've written that you want to share about? Because I know yes. you're, yeah. you are I'm excited about my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually very excited to share that I also published a marketing planner specifically so that small business owners can have a tool that they can always turn to that helps their message be strategic, that helps them outline their target audience, their space for that, that helps them work on their communication pillars and, you know, the research that you do online in order to target your audience appropriately and then plan it out. One of our biggest issues is consistency. If you plan it out and you write it down, you're going to be consistent. So I'm happy about that. And one exciting piece, and this is more to the person that I am and other things that I'm involved with, one third of the proceeds of every planner goes to building a school in Cameroon, Africa. So for every sale of every planner, I, you know, I put some of the funds so that we can do that. And the schools are built using discarded plastic bottles as bricks so that we can help the environment and give this community something that they really need. Because right now the kids are going to school under a tree. So that's just the my heart. <laughs> Oh, Yadira. Well, Yadira, you know, us along with being a podcast host, you know that my absolute love is teaching. And you telling me that the proceeds are going to a school to help students that I can't even imagine. But I know that when the internet is out at my school and I have to like go back to old school and I struggle a bit, I can't imagine not having anything and not even a board to write on. And, um, that's amazing. That's amazing. How did you connect with this, with this group, with this organization? So, yeah, it's actually an organization that I helped start 
with a couple of friends. It was pre-pandemic and we were, our, our goal was to help people be conscientious about the use of plastic and try to minimize so that we have less things to discard that end up in our environment, in our foods, you know, everywhere. And through that work that it was just three of us at first, you know, one, somebody had the idea and we decided to unite and and share with all of our friends and run campaigns to get more people engaged. And through that work, we got some team members, some folks that were interested in Cameroon and joined our team to, again, just share with their friends. And we ended up running a a contest um, for how to increase our what we were able to do as an organization. And this idea was the winning idea. And we decided to to fund it. And we built a school already this past summer in Cameroon as well, in Balmayo. And there's another community in Yagua that needs another, you know, that needs another school. So they reached out and we're like raising the funds so that we can build that other school. That's amazing. That's so it amazing. is, I should say it's, it's through no plastic drinks and our effort is bottles to bricks. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I thought I've known, I knew a few things about you, but that is one thing. And you floored me and I audience, please, if you can support Yalira so she can help build more schools as a fellow teacher. I, I support that 100%. I'm with you girl. <laughs> so, I mean, on top of being an author, and on top of building schools and educating, and I see this spirit, how do you how do you balance all of this? How do you balance this as being a mom of three, having a home, a husband, budding business, and you also now you're a prolific writer and you're a professor. How do you handle it all? And how do you incorporate self-care? Because and you I know yeah. you take care of yourself, but I want you to share the tips with my audience. You do. So the, the funny answer is I do all that very carefully. Strategically. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, yes. And in reality is learning to cut myself some slack mm-hmm. and not expect to do it all because I, I can't and no one individual can do it all. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the age. Like Anything is all, all of the things, juggling all of the things is, is a lot for any one person. So definitely teamwork, definitely getting, hiring the help that we need around the house, having a supportive partner. I cannot thank him enough and thank the universe for sending him, you know, that's part of why I'm able to do what I do. And also taking the time for self-care. My self-care is actually reading. That's my favorite pastime. So if I can just sit on the couch with a book, I am a happy camper. And as a matter of fact, when I think of like me retired, that's what I see. Like just me reading by the beach or something, you know, like <laughs> that could be my life. And I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, and because of that habit, my mm-hmm. children love to read as well, mm-hmm. you know. So it is something like sometimes on Sundays afternoons that I'm here with them and we were just chilling. I'm like, oh, let's have some reading, quiet time, reading time. And everybody comes on the couch with their own books. And I'm like, you see that that to me is lovely. And it is a gift. It did not start now. They started when they were in the belly. And so it is. That's how I show my love for books and reading in that quiet time has translated into them learning it as well and respecting it when I needed to. So that's, that's how I juggle it all. Oh, I love it. 
And, and uh, it's like a perfect segue to talk about what are some of your favorite books? Because, you know, we've had this conversation in person. We met through a group and we actually network here in real life in South Florida. So that's amazing that we were able to connect and we shared stories about books. But I want you to share with my audience, what are a few of the books that have impacted your journey in life, your journey in terms of like business? Some of your, it could be fiction, nonfiction. I know I love a good book talk here. (laughs) So for business, I would say the Rachel Rogers book, We Should All Be Millionaires, has been the most impactful. I, I have... Like I said, I enjoy reading. So I've read a lot of business books and a lot of development and in, in books that teach me something. But the the way that her book is written and the pieces that she has in there is exactly what I needed. It is so inspiring. And it just teaches us women to get out of our own way and to align with there's a bigger purpose to even me making money it is not about me being ambitious and me wanting to just have a lot of money for myself which to me never resonated with the person that I am right so I I I enjoyed that book because I thought it captured more of my mind as an entrepreneur so that's definitely a favorite one of my childhood favorites is the little prince I know it's a lot of people's favorites but to me, because I, I still recite this line that it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. And that's how I try to live my life. Like, you know, so that's that's like a core truth and a core value of mine. So that's why I'm listing it as, as impactful. And some of the others, I would say something like Big Magic, when I was starting in my entrepreneurship uh, journey, by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. I needed to learn to A, do it scared. Like whatever it was, like I just needed to go ahead and do it because again, I felt that thing in my heart. Like I need to be doing this, right? And to have the, the trust that the universe wanted me to have what I wanted to. Yeah. Like that was reassuring. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say those are three favorites of mine. Absolutely. And big magic, I believe it's yeah, right here. <laughs> See, you have you have all my favorites right there. <laughs> right here. I mean, there's more books in this place or somewhere over there. We're not gonna go on a tour of that, but definitely big magic. I remember where I listened to it. I was an administrator at a charter school and I was driving to work and the commute was crazy. I had like two and a half hour commute every single day, back and forth. And I listened to that book and I was like, okay, something's got to give. There's a reason why this book popped up into my queue just to, just to read it or to listen, because I was listening as an audiobook. And there was a reason and purpose behind it. And that's what started the trigger into finding a side hustle and going into a different direction, tapping into using my talents that it all came together. So definitely. Yes, it is very timely. Whenever you get to read it, it is going to be timely. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yes. And I even spoke about it on one of the one of the my different episodes where I talked about big magic and how impactful it was. Oh, how wonderful. And any other books? Do you have well, we have that digital planner that's coming in the works, right? We do. And I am actually, I love planners because I love to plan my life and organize myself. That's that's 
that's another key to how you, I juggle it all. It's all written yeah. down. So I am actually for the first time planning on releasing a 2023 planner just for those, you know, planning mamas, planning women that love to have that physical book. I've launched digital ones before, and that is the feedback that I've gotten. Like, oh, you know, we want to have it like in hand. There's people that still, you know, prefer to have things to write on. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be my, my next release, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. No, I love it. As you can see, and, and I forget that this is also going to be on the podcast. We have the video version that will be on YouTube eventually, but I was pointing at planners and I was pointing at the books that surround me that Yadira has mentioned. And it's just amazing how this is what brings our connection. This is why we clicked from the moment that we spoke. It's like, oh, even we were talking about Pinterest many, many moons ago about your business and Pinterest. That's how we connected. And it's just, it's been an affinity that not only are we both entrepreneurs, but we have this connection for books and, and the power that it has over our lives. So, yes. Yes. Well, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your story with my audience. I would love for them to connect with you, especially with getting your hands on that planner and supporting her building of schools. I mean, I, I can't say enough. Please, let's connect with Yadira to make sure that these dreams are made come true. Please tell them where they can connect with you and how they can reach out. So I am the most active on Instagram and you can find me at Inspira Communications. Mm-hmm. So I-N-S-P-I-R-A Communications with an S at the end. So that's where you'll see me. I respond to messages there. I have the planner listed there. I have the school fundraiser uh, linked in there too. So your listeners can go and find me there. Yes. Yes. And how fitting is the name Inspira? <laughs> Ma'am. I love it. Inspira. Can you tell my audience what that means? For those of you that don't speak that, Spanish. That means inspire. And it is a name that I've had for now almost 14 years. Wow. And because like I like big magic will tell us there there are no coincidences right and I was created to inspire people inspire connections you know and and to leave the world better than I found it so that is the name of my business I love it thank you for ending our podcast episode on such a great note folks please connect with Yadira on Instagram at Inspira Communications and make sure we help her build some more schools. Thank you again for, for being part of my show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Book Advantage podcast. We hope you were able to take away some valuable insights and knowledge from the show. My wish is that you've been inspired to start your journey towards taking a step in living out your dream pursuing a life of purpose and prosperity, and checking out the books shared on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite listening platform and follow us on Instagram at The Book Advantage. Check the show notes to connect with our guests, book shares, and for awesome resources waiting for you. Until next time, embrace the power of books to create a life you love by turning one page at a time.